every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to fall the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies, one team, 2011, live across Australia. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, good morning. Welcome all. And we are back. Australia, 14. The Wallabies have beaten South Africa overnight, 14-9. And speaking about being back, Tim Horan, Matt Burke uh, weren't with us last week. The, team, the team's back together. The team, I feel very... And not only that, just looking at you, uh, having seen you overnight, Timmy, <laughs> commentating, um, I started at about one o'clock in the morning, you look remarkably fresh-faced. Do I? No. Yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> Have you just finished the City to Surf as well? Well, n- no, but I'm just about to uh, do it after the show. No, uh, Westpac, Westpac City to Surf. There's still a thousand people at the starting line. There were a lot of people uh, who hadn't quite got away yet. There was some, in fact, there's a guy downstairs I noticed, Berkey, you may be able to help him. He was... Uh, just, I was getting a coffee... And he was getting some food, and he went back to the counter because he had a, some sort of muesli. And he said, can you just put lots of fruit on? He said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm running the city to surf. I'm not sure, am I supposed to be carbo-loading, fruit-loading? What <laughs> too, do you, late. Too, too late. It's too now. late, isn't it? <laughs> I think at that stage there we said, mate, the race has already started, and his number was like 41,000. <laughs> yeah. right. There's 35 behind you. Have, have you run the city to surf? I did two years ago, and um, uh, prepped up really well. And, yeah, and uh, shaved down. Well, yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then got there, wore the wrong socks. Uh, and the wrong, wrong sock, I had blister from my top of my toe down to my heel. What do you mean, what uh, wrong socks? I know, what, probably what wrong colour. Like or, business, yeah, business no, no, socks. No, yeah, no, no, no I, put the wrong, I put the wrong sort of furry socks on. You have uh, like special running socks that, uh, you, that you wear that don't well, I don't. Of, well, no. <laughs> maybe a heartbreak heel they come in here. May, yeah. Maybe, but that's what, that's what I thought. Anyhow, but the whole thing was, I, I had blister, I had cramps, and I was just getting overtaken by everyone. It was, it was actually... Uh, Berkey! Yeah, hey, Berkey! Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were quicker than that. Yeah, yeah mate. I wonder, why, I wonder why you're running in a beanie. Yeah. <laughs> you never run it, Timmy? No, never. never. Right. Wouldn't okay. mind walking it one day, though. Right. Well, today could be the day. Yeah. Although, it was absolutely... Uh, 86,000 people, and some, look, if, some of them obviously would be listening to us as we speak. Obviously, try harder. Uh, if you haven't got there. Those yeah. people walking up that heartbreak hill, start running. Break start into running a jog now. Yes. Don't worry about your health or if there are ambulances on the side of the road. Everything's going to be okay. I did it with, uh, I ran with my brother-in-law a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and we were sort of you know, having a good pace, running through the bottom of sort of Rose Bay there, ready to hit yes. heartbreak hill. Yeah. And everyone sort of hits the hill and just stops and just sort of slows down. I said, come on, mate, this is our lead. Let's go. And I pushed it. I said, we went for about 20 minutes. And he said, nah. <laughs> I said, come on, mate. He went, nah. Go on. We have plenty on offer on the show today. We're going to speak to Bob Dwyer a little bit later. He's been outspoken about uh, Quade Cooper and his role within the Wallabies, and perhaps he should have a second level, which is uh, not just the attacking option. That's something he can fall back to. It's a bit more structured. Uh, just very in very broad strokes, though, gentlemen, uh, 14-9 win overnight. That's obviously good news for the Wallabies. Oh, very much so. I think uh, winning in Durban, it's actually been a pretty good hunting ground, um, Kings Park, Durban, for the Wallabies. So uh, Pat McKay with the only try scorer, a great move from James O'Connor, but it was 6-0 to the Springboks at half-time and uh, very solid game. Rocky Rocky Elson's performance was outstanding. Thought he stood up. Um, put, yeah. put his hand up leadership-wise. James Horwell, for mine, was man of the match and also Stephen Moore. So the forwards, for, for mine, Berkey probably really um, put their hand up. That, that's the test that they had to pass. Well, it's always a platform, isn't it? If, if they get the... Uh 
literally going forward, the ability to go forward, and the try that the Aussies scored was just so easy in the end. You know, it was yeah. a Nathan Sharp looked like it was going to be the hit up behind play, and then a, a bit of width, and then a little thanks. in and away from uh, Mr. O'Connor. Yeah, thanks for coming, Brady uh, yeah. Brousseau, and tripped yeah. over. Did you see him trip over as well? That's yeah. fantastic. And I think I think also from travelling from Auckland all the way back back to Sydney, then yep. across to Johannesburg, jumping on a plane, then going down to Durban. Yeah. Uh, it's a great effort from the Wallabies. We'll look at it in more detail, and as I said, we will speak to uh, Bobby Dwyer in the show. All ahead on the Ruck. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Look, we uh, want you to have some stuff. We always do. I want you to win VIP, t- VIP tickets to the Wallabies Farewell event. You can do it. Uh, all you have to do to get involved, this is going to be the event of the year. Look at us. Wave goodbye and say, go yeah. to the World Cup. Exactly. It's a brilliant event. Um, you can say farewell to the Wallabies in style. So you and a mate, this is what you can win. Flights to Sydney. If you're in Sydney, obviously you can fly somewhere else and fly back. No, you probably you can't can fly do that. from Bondi to the CBD. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Maybe you can get on get that Catalina and get on the uh, little seaplane. Yeah, land just, just outside Luna Park. Correct. <laughs> well, look, I'm not sure we are giving that stuff away, but anyway, we are certainly giving that's, flights to Sydney if you're not in Sydney already. Maybe you could drive that's, that's away. T- that's Tim's private plane. That's exactly. <laughs> Tim's got a couple. Maybe what you could do is maybe, if you win, drive to Melbourne. And then fly back, <laughs> yeah. just to take advantage of the offer of being flown in, which would be good. Fly to Los Angeles and, and get flown back. Cargo. <laughs> get, get, can you get a cargo that? plane like for your car to come back as well? That's a great idea. Good idea. <laughs> the, the Hercules. Yeah, the Hercules. Yeah, exactly the, right. we, the, we've got the Air Force involved now. Uh, VIP <laughs> tickets to the Wallabies farewell event, uh, and you can MC it if you like. Arriving in a stretch limo. So you get the plane, then the stretch limo. Maybe put the stretch limo in the Herc. Perhaps. And where you come. A chance to get up close and personal with the Wallabies and Rugby's elite. That would be, i.e., uh, Matt Burke, Tim Horan. Before kicking back to witness the John Eels medal ceremony, which is always a sensational night. Also, chuck in some signed merchandise for you. To win all of this, uh, all you do is, is head to the uh, win page on the website. In 25 words or less, this is your task. Tell us who you think will win the World Cup and why. You might just write Wallabies, because they're unreal. <laughs> For example, that would be a winning. Don't ticket. go over is 25 it, words. 25, no. 25 yeah. words or less. Well, exactly right. in this age of Twitter, how many words is it on? You're, you're a tweet. Aren't you? You're a Twitterer. <laughs> Twitterer. Mm-hmm. How many words is it in a, in a tweet? Oh, I couldn't I think tell it's you. 20, how many characters? 146 characters. 140. Oh, I'll get you. No, I don't even do it. You do so. <laughs> no. Silent Sam over there. Okay. So surely in this day and age, 25 words or less is plenty uh, of opportunity. So that's what you got to do, and you could be the one. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 live and in HD only on Fox Sports on Foxtel. All right, some results from around the world, man. What's happened? Gee, what about uh, last night for all our English followers out here in Australia? Wales, 19, mm-hmm. beat the Pommies, 9. So that's a bit of a hiccup. Uh, friendly game. They're friendly test match. Not sure you can have those anymore. Wales, Wales usually, I mean, they always win the anthem, don't they? Because they're great singers. Yeah, they do. They come out and do Very that, passionate. and they often not so good in the rugby. They've well, done well there. They have. And, uh, well, the English sort of beat the Welsh last weekend, yeah. so it's a bit of a turnaround. Mm-hmm. And also Italy, 31, beat Japan, 24. So, um... Italy just getting up there. Also, a bit of club rugby for uh, Queensland. Sunnybank uh, beat Brothers. East 28 beat GPS. North 27 beat the Gold Coast 7. Uni of Queensland thrashing the Sunshine Coast Rugby Union. And also Souths up by two points against West. What about uh, Sydney Rugby Berkey? Any upsets? Yes. Uh, well, Sydney Rugby, I saw uh, the club game last night. Or, well, the, the TV game was Eastwood. They took on uh, Eastern Suburbs and they beat them 35-20. Sydney Uni 81 beat Gordon 12. Yeah, that was a good close game. Good close one. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southos 37 beat Ramwick 24. Manly 34 beat North 29. Ringer over... Penrith 34-26 and West Harbour beat Parramatta 
36-15, and in the school match that was around... Yeah, play, played at 11am. Played at 11am. They had a bit of controversy last year. Uh, your old school Joeys, how'd they go? Yeah, they got dusted by Riverview. Uh, 26-22 last night, or ye- yesterday morning, I should say. Riverview, fantastic. All right, and of course the other small game was Australia 14 uh, knocking over the Springboks 9 in uh, at Kings Park in Durban. This was described as the, the South African side is the most experienced field. Does that just mean a lot of old gents were running around? Mm. Uh, they, they certainly had brought back what? How many players from? Well, there, was, there was only two players left in the team yeah. who actually toured Australia and yep. New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. So they replaced everyone, and they said that all these other players were injured and they were off in a training camp. But I, I think it was probably a pretty good move from Coach De Villiers. Obviously, may have backfired, but time will tell, especially going into a World Cup. Is that then? Is that then sort of a, a similar scenario? What New Zealand's going to do this week? Uh, leaving. I suppose a bulk of their players. At well, home well, as well, New Zealand, South Africa, they've got the um, the opportunity actually because they have so much depth in their in their squad and their talent. So yeah, my New Zealand also, as I said, Berkey leaving McCaw home, leaving Daniel Carter home. Um, they're leaving four or five really key players at home. So, but they'll be back for um, playing in Brisbane in, in two weeks' time, though. They'd be disappointed that they don't get the freaking flies more than anything else, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> On the way through, it's, it's a long way to go from South Africa. You and I know it's it's, uh, and it knocks you around as well. So, I think mm-hmm. they're saving a few players for that game in Brisbane in uh, in two weeks' time. The Wallabies forwards, there's been a lot of talk about them, but you mentioned Timmy at the top. They did stand up last night, overnight, didn't they? They were, they were strong in, in the, at the you know, scrum and at the breakdown as well. Uh, they looked the goods. Well, I think the, uh, the scrum in the second half was outstanding when um, the Springbok um, number two, John Smith, when any, well, he ended up going to sort of loose head and they struggled in the scrum. So, But the Wallabies platform was outstanding. Uh, James Horwell for my man of the match. And, and also, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Rocky Elson needed to really put his hand up. Yeah. Um, Scott Higginbotham at number eight was superb. Radiki Samo came yeah. off the bench. What is he, 39 years old? 35, he says he is, but that was a leap year. He's an enormous born. man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Berkey, what I, I loved at one point, because it was the conditions, it got very wet at the end, but it was also quite breezy. Uh, at one point, I think a penalty goal with the old holding the ball mm. with the finger, the second person, you know, keeping it still so it doesn't blow off the, the mound. Did you ever have conditions like that where you were having to kick the goal? Yeah, we did, and he still missed it. That was Butch James, yeah. and he still missed that kick. Yeah, we did it... Uh, uh, in the 99 World Cup when we were playing South Africa in Twickenham and it was blowing a gale and um, David Wilson uh, basically was holding the ball for mm-hmm. me because it just wouldn't stand up on the tee mm-hmm. and um, interestingly enough he, he said to me after the game he said mate that was fantastic I said what's that he said I've got a real idea of what it's like to see the ball from, from your end you know what I mean like yeah. you normally watch it sort of you know, on the chase and yeah. you know, if you miss it you sort of get a, a couple of grunts on the way through but <laughs> you know, to see it from where you are uh, was, was quite incredible but at the same time yeah, you know, I thought the biggest disappointment was last night was the hair from from I was going to say Justin Bieber. <laughs> James O'Connor was all over the shop. Looks just, no, like just Justin Bieber. No, just... Fran- Francois Stein. Anyone, any of our listeners haven't seen the game? Have a look at Francois Stein, the fifteen for the Springboks. He's he's playing in Paris at the moment. He's come back. His hair's down to his backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. He had the headgear on. Oh, maybe that was a. Te- a I reckon a they should bring issue. back. The, get rid of the kicking tee for one test match and bring back the sand, the sand bucket. What I mean, the ball boys. You, you're down one ball boy. That was half the fun of that you was know, good. being there. You had four ball boys, but you had to bucket the sand. Someone has to run and get the little bucket ready and run out. Or, now there's just a kicking tee. Or you, got, or you got to play at North Sydney Oval where they refuse you uh, sand, and you had to use sawdust. And you'd, you'd come out literally a bucket of sawdust because you could never mould it properly. It was like it was literally the size of a. Well, what would you say? Australia fourteen beats South Africa nine. We're going to have a chat with Bob Dwyer see if he thinks uh, the Australians have made any progress toward Rugby World Cup twenty eleven. 
See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Question without notice, gentlemen. Do you think right. at all, do I come across as a bit of a, I don't know, knob? Because <laughs> I, I, I've, I've spoken to you before yeah, yeah, yes. about... Uh, a... Well, I, look... Sometimes people just take a set against me, and I don't know why it is, because I find myself... I, I think I'm a, a fairly decent gent. What is your dress sense? Is it all... Well, no, no, I think it's beyond that. Like those Ugg boots you got on. Yeah, well, look, you know, that's <laughs> it's cold this morning. I'm not running the city to surf. I, I, uh, I've i told you before about my well, bordering on road rage, and, and often I, I, you know, do get a little bit too close to the car in front and, oh. uh, and occasionally try to pass on... When I blow the horn, I you know, if, even if they're three in front, I try to get people to pass the, the blow the horn pass on. Pass the message on, that's yeah. hard. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to pass the message oh. on. But if somebody three in front of you does something and annoys you, you should try to let them know, I feel. What about it, when they pull it's, it's up, though? Right, though. When, it, when you're beeping, the guy in front, he pulls up and opens the car door, comes up. Yeah, mate, just the bloke four down in front of you. Could you, you yeah, go down, you, please? And, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this morning I was driving in and uh, a bus driver... And look, and I, I just when I, and I decided the lights to go up on his inside... And get in front sneak of him. In. Yeah, sneak in. Nice. I think that's fair mm. and right and just. Even with a big sign that says don't don't, over, don't undertake or overtake turning vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> and he gave me a very rude signal, uh, you know, of kind of downstairs in the pant area kind of signal. And and I'm just, it's a bus driver. I've never seen him before. He's never seen me. And I was doing something that most people would do. Just but why would you do that to get you here five seconds earlier? Oh, don't tell me you're one of those people who, <laughs> you know, those people. Mate, just that wave. got you nowhere. Oh, You've got to bring back the wave. Bring back the oh. wave. When you let people in, there's one for one, mm. you know, bring back the wave. Yeah. Mm. No, no, another radio if, if other people aren't, <laughs> <laughs> If other people aren't respect, receptive of that, you, you like, I, I let people in and then wait for the wave in front and they don't do anything. And then you overtake them. And then I go, dude, dude, I give them a little wave and go, is that okay? See, even when I play cards, people like uh, people don't like me. Uh, and I don't know what it is, any kind of competition. So I, I spoke to um, John Eels last week in your absence, men. And I was just looking for somebody who had a sense of, you know, trying to keep the, that competitive urge up after they've you know, finished playing footy as he did. Interesting way he's done it is by playing Sudoku. And it turns out he's become the Australian Sudoku champion. And I was very interested, obviously, in, in how he thought about you. This is what he had to say. What about what about my boys? What about Timmy Horan and Matt Burke? Would, would they have puzzled? I'm not sure that they were puzzling at times. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm not sure they were puzzlers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about Berkey. He may have done the odd one. I'm not sure it was Timmy's forte. <laughs> oh, he's not bad, is he? Not your forte, Tim. So ex-Wallaby captain. Yes. Two-time World Cup winner. Correct. Uh, that's just an amazing feat. For him to, for him to win the Australian Sudoku Championship, um, yeah. l- last year it was, and yes. um, it's, he's reigning you know, holder. So yeah. I just think it's amazing. For the four people who turned up to play <laughs> against him, that's just incredible. And um, he actually he puts his hand up. Like That's that's yeah. ridiculous. How boring can you be playing Sudoku? I know there's a lot of Sudoku um, players well, out yeah, there. He's, but he's part of a thing called the World Puzzling Federation. I don't know whether there's a room full of people going, hmm. He's only, he's, only part, he's only part of that because it's free membership, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Is that right? He says that you may have. Did you? Uh, so, in your day, when you know, a long bus trip or sitting around, rain training, yeah, on a tour, did you cr- do crosswords? No, 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 no. The, the, the extent that we got to was maybe a little bit of cards, and then yeah. and then uh, chase the ace, which was a uh, an interesting game played at the uh, at the back of the bus. So we only got invited up to play a couple of times, anyhow. But chase um, the ace, chase the ace. Is, was, this, was, is this all clean and above board? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was basically. Uh, 
you know, if you have the ace, um, you stick it on your forehead, and if you, you need to pass the card on, it goes around the bus, and uh-huh. whoever loses um, either owes money to the kit or has to maybe perform something on the way through. So, oh, um, but we uh, that, that was that was most of our time. Anyhow, that was mainly the backs. The forwards had just cut cut the pack. You know, winner winner and loser five bucks. And that's all I could do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was, there was, there was, it was lunch money. Who wants to go me for lunch money? Cut the pack. Cut the pack. They may as well play paper, scissors, and rock. <laughs> that, was, that was too hard. No, I won off left with from John Eels, though. One, yeah. one of his crap. It's amazing how he hangs on to it, though, doesn't he? Oh, oh. This is the ruck you're well, Sunday, let, it let it go, mate. Let it go, Eelsy. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's a great pleasure now to welcome to the program the, uh, the World Cup winning coach from 1991, Mr. Bob Dwyer. Bob, good morning. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you somewhere in the Southern Highlands as we speak? And I am are in you? the Southern Highlands. Right. It's a bit overcast, actually. Right. Have you, had, have you been out? Have you walked the paddocks this morning? Um, well, after getting to bed at 3.30 after the game, <laughs> I definitely have not walked the paddock. I'd prefer to be still in bed. Poor old cows, yeah. Bob. You've got to wake the cows up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate, I, I don't have cows, Tim. You know that. After watching that game, mate, because uh, you've been uh, quite rightly outspoken. I think saying a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people have been thinking about Quade Cooper, i.e. he's an absolute genius, but he does sometimes find it difficult to do the easier things in rugby or avoids them for the more difficult and more spectacular. What did you make of last night and his performance? Oh, I thought I thought um, most of Australia's um, game was excellent. Uh, we started with, with real energy and urgency and enthusiasm and commitment and all, all the things you'd want to start with and, and sometimes we don't start with that. Um, but we, we did uh, on this occasion and was only some final touches that let us down. We could we could have just as easily won the game by twenty points. Um, Bob, what was your assessment of the forwards? I thought they really stood up, James Horwell and uh, and the gang. I mean, Rocky Elsom really needed a strong performance for his leadership going forward. They were they were they were pretty solid, weren't they? Especially in that second yeah, half. Yeah, no, they played. Uh, they they all made a contribution. Um, I think I think there's still more to come. The second row looked a lot looked a lot better, looked uh, a lot more physical and. Um, I thought Rocky worked pretty hard last weekend too. People focused on the number of tackles he missed. I preferred to focus on the number of tackles he made, um, and he made and he made quite a lot. Um, yeah, and I thought Quade was was uh, much better. He he played a much much more simple game, yet that didn't detract from his from his obvious obvious genius ability. Bobby Berkey here. What 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 do you make of the the win then over in South Africa, knowing that how difficult it is? You guys won there in. 1992, if I remember right, when you first went back there, is it yeah. just a great stepping stone for what what they need to go forward with? Yeah, it was a uh, well, it's a hard place to win. Everyone everyone knows that. Until the modern era, New Zealand had never won a series there, for example, um, and it was doubly hard for the for them to win after they'd uh, suffered the disappointment of Auckland and then had that horrendous travel schedule. So it was a it was a, a very good win. On the other hand, I didn't think I didn't think South Africa were all that uh, flash at mm. all. Um, however, we we were clearly the better team, and I, I think it was an excellent win. It it, it required special qualities to 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 uh, to, uh, to bring it off, and they did. Bob, uh, a lot of Australians, when the Reds went through, they're very well, and this this Wallabies side was picked, very very excited about the backline and what that backline can do. Is it a great deal of difference though, stepping from Super Fifteen into the uh, Test match arena? Do they have to rein things in? 
No, I don't think you have to rein things in at all. Uh, quite the opposite. I have to. I think you have to play instinctively, but your instinct has to be underpinned by fundamentals of the game, and um, and it was the fundamentals that led us down in um, in Auckland. Um, our crossfield running was was the worst I, I think I can ever remember it. It was atrocious. Um, we made ourselves some opportunities in Auckland as well, and and weren't able to finish them because we didn't execute the fundamentals properly so I thought that uh, last night there weren't very many long passes one of my absolute pet hates um, <laughs> Berkey mentioned that is he a drill throw the cut out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not big on the cut out I think I think the cut out pass is 99% of the time an excuse for poor catch pass skills um, and uh, I think uh, I reckon the shot is for Robbie to ban the cut out and um Make them play, make them play the simple game. Make them give the ball to the guy alongside you, um, and all, all that was much, much better. I thought our game was fundamentally good. Our, our, um, the sim- the very simplest skill in the game, the catch and pass, was wasn't as good as it needed to be. And we need a little bit of a little bit of tuition there, um, really. Uh, but the rest of our game was was excellent. Uh, Bob, uh, you say ban the cutout. I remember actually on a uh, one of the tours that we had Berkey and I were on in sort of in France, and you you banned uh, drinking um, from the team. Oh, well, actually, you actually did, you did say to us that guys, come on, come on, we're in the middle of the tour, we've got a bit to go. You're allowed, you know, one one beer a night. And I remember our reserve halfback Peter Slattery went out and bought a five litre yard glass. <laughs> he said, Bob, oh, yes, I've never I've never banned drinking, but I did say you're allowed to have a drink. That means. One drink. drink. And you've got Peter Slattery sitting at the table with a, like a five-litre yard. <laughs> Bob, is this OK? <laughs> Bob Dwyer, uh, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for uh, getting up early after getting up to watch that footy uh, and go out and enjoy your beautiful piece of land on there on okay. the Southern Highlands. Nice to see you guys. Good on yeah. you, Bob. There there he is. Is. The great Bob Dwyer talking to us on The Ruck. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Timmy, I'm going to get to you in a second where you were last week. Both of you were, were missing in action for us uh, last weekend. Uh, Matt Burke, you I know you weren't at the football. You weren't in New Zealand. You weren't at a test match. You were somewhere else. North. Uh, mm-hmm. Northern Territory. I went up there with uh, Matthew Hayden. Matthew Hayden's got a... Um uh, I suppose the great Australian cricket great Australian batsman. Cricket. Was there a 2020 game up there you were playing? There was, a 20, there was a 2020. I was umpiring actually, <laughs> <laughs> but he's got this thing uh, up in the Tiwi Islands uh, at uh, Melville Island where he um, he sorts the the kids out. They've they're, with his self sustaining stuff that he does on his show with the, mm. with the food and what have you. Um, they raised uh, with with him the Hayden Way. His 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 company's called with Macquarie Bank. They've done this thing, and they raise a lot of money. Uh, they get uh, about 15 or 20 corporates up there who load up and they do fishing for a couple of days and they go visit the camps and that kind of stuff and, nice. and the school and the college up there the Tui College and uh, on the way through you do a bit of fishing and right. I caught two fish the first day on 10 hours yeah. and oh. the second and, yeah exactly right oh, good way to spend 10 hours well that could have been two that could have been two games of golf for me yeah. exactly right you're and a then, very um, busy man aren't you I was a very busy man mm-hmm. and I actually said to my wife it's gonna be, she said do you have a drink at night I said no 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 it's, too, it's such hard work and she went hang Stressful. on hang on it's not, it's, not, it's not work. Oh, so fortunately, I came away with a 91-centimetre barra the next day. So happy to 91 well, centimetres? I threw it back for the people of Melville Island, to sort of, you know, the community I, up there to have. You know. I, I did. Um, and then... Uh, well, it, it floated then. It floated. <laughs> <laughs> so then we picked it up and had dinner the next day. It's funny how they float when you whack them on the head before you yeah. get them. <laughs> oh, I've got to keep that one. Jimmy, uh, you were, of course, at the, uh, the game at Eden Park. 
last weekend. What's the vibe now? I understand that after the, the New Zealand beat the Wallabies last weekend, the ticket sales for Rugby World Cup 2011 were enormous. In fact, they jumped exponentially. So what's the vibe there at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you know, being in Auckland around the viaduct area, which is around sort of where all the yachts and all the boats are, the harbour there, it's certainly starting to come alive and, and all, all the restaurants and I think just generally the, the, the New Zealand public now are starting to appreciate having the World Cup in one country and not in a couple of different countries is, is quite an important opportunity for the community and, and also for New Zealand tourism as well after what's happened with the earthquakes in, in Christchurch. It needs a bit of a lift and um, it was amazing. We were very well hosted over there and I think that the vibe good even even the game when uh, we walked out and you know the few of the Kiwis saying hey Timmy Timmy bro you know we, we've got the cup we've got the cup I said yeah congratulations guys but you know all the best for the quarter final you know yeah. so <laughs> they, they, they are still very nervous about hosting this World Cup because their history is to peak between World Cups isn't and, it really? and uh, they've been knocked out a few times so yep. um, the weight of the nation is on this All Blacks uh, team alright well would be great. I don't know why we're not going ready for the show. Uh, can we organise that? I mean, we should be doing a show. Well, from... the, king, the, the king of uh, of rugby sitting on my left here, uh, yeah. he should be able to organise something for us. Well, perhaps. I mean, th- so I if, think... you li- if you're listening, Qantas Airways and Hilton Hotels, yeah, yeah. certainly we'll be. <laughs> well, don't you think the ruck should come out of New Zealand? Certainly during the finals. Well, I'll be there. You'll be there. Well, so... will you, will you be in the Tiwi Islands. You'll be watching footy this time. Do we have to call? It, do we call it the ruck? <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> we'll call ruck. it. I don't care. From but New Zealand. Uh, we need we need to organise that. Yeah, I think that could be organised. Yeah. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby world. With Tony Squires to make up the three and the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate. The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Actually, you're pretty good, uh, Berkey, at making the coffee here. It's very nice. You you you, you always ask, don't you? Well, I, I do always ask, and uh, it's tough to sometimes send up to Queensland to Timmy, but I always <laughs> ask anyhow. But... <laughs> Mate, I didn't get my little marshmallows this morning, did I, Tony? <laughs> no, no you didn't. Marshmallows. Exactly. Uh, look, we've already, we put the question out there. We've asked, uh, can we do the ruck from um, New Zealand during Rugby World Cup? And uh, so far, we haven't had a response, but I'm sure we will be able to do it. And I think not just for the finals, now that I think about it more clearly, because there are games preceding that are the ones that I really get excited about. Well, Australia about. plays Russia yeah, see. in Nelson. Maybe we could go there and have a week a looking around the, the vineyards. Is it a good town, Nelson? Oh, it's a lovely town. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We could get the ferry across from uh, Wellington across to Picton. Oh, now you're talking. All right, I, I'm not sure if this game uh, will feature during Rugby World Cup 2011, but certainly this is the calibre of football that I'm interested in. Romania is a country that has a checkered past, whether it be the fancily named Vlad the Impaler and his unique methods of execution, or Nicolae Ceausescu's 42 years of communist rule. It's fair to say that the Romanian people have faced a number of difficult challenges over the years. However, these were mere blips on the radar when compared to the battle faced by Romania as they came up against the might of Australia in a Rugby World Cup match on October 18, 2003. Occurring at Suncorp Stadium, many of the 48,778 strong crowd felt that this was finally the moment for the Romanian side, nicknamed the Oaks, to shed the tag of Minnow and take down one of rugby's superpowers. The dream was struck a fierce blow early, with Australian inside centre Elton Flatley crossing for what remains as the fastest ever try scored in a Rugby World Cup match. 
taking only 18 seconds. However, the Oaks quickly kicked the match into high gear, stealing the Wallabies' line-out ball and scoring a superb forwards try midway through the first half. Using this momentum and the burgeoning support of a foreign crowd, the Romanian superstars bound together as one, subjecting the Australians to some of the fiercest defence the game of rugby has ever seen. The effect hard-hitting Balkan rugby was clear. Early in the second half, the Australians crossed for five tries in ten minutes. By the time the 80th minute came and went and the full-time siren bellowed, the Australians had scored a hugely surprising 90 points to 8 victory, with nine Aussies scoring a total of 13 tries. Three to Matt Rogers, two to Matt Burke and Chris Latham, and one each to Elton Flatley, Sterling Mortlock, Joe Roth, Matt Gitto, Lottie Takiri and George Smith. The fierce rivalry between the Aussies and the Romanians continues to this day. And many pundits are tipping a fierce rematch in the finals of Rugby World Cup 2011. Bring it on. Bring it on indeed. Yeah, that's what we need. I know, obviously, because we heard your name mentioned there, Berkey, you were playing in that game. Uh, Tim, have you played a lot against Romania? A few times, actually. Been across to Bucharest a couple of times yeah. uh, with our club side when I actually played in the UK. Oh, Saracens. Saracens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we um, were in a pool uh, game against Bucharest. Yeah, love, lovely spot. Lovely spot. Wouldn't go back there, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I've just ticked that box. <laughs> Move on. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Just wrapping it up for you, your Sunday rugby show, uh, the Tri-Nations is still alive. What we need to happen, of course, is that next weekend the All Blacks, All Blacks get rolled. Yeah, um, over the there in South Africa. That would be, and then that sets up Brisbane, uh, which would be brilliant for mm. the following weekend. Well, the All Blacks go over there now. Well, they'll be there now in Port Elizabeth, not mm-hmm. far from where the game was played last night in Durban. But the, the Wallabies winning 14-9 against the Springboks last yep. night. So it's a great performance from the Wallabies. They'll come back, have a week off, and obviously play on the 27th of August against the All Blacks at Suncorp Stadium. So uh, another another performance last night. Wales, 19, beat England, 9. Yeah, sensational. Just quickly, men, uh, the Thursday is when the World Cup squad is announced for the Wallabies. Who has, uh, from what you've seen of the, the couple of test matches, who has put their hand up and said, I must be there? Well, I, I suppose the majority of the sort of 22 players who were there in South Africa. But I tell you what, there's going to be some tight uh, selection issues because Matt Guido, mm-hmm. uh, it be interesting whether they take Matt Guido. be interesting to see whether the selectors take three hookers and three halfbacks mm-hmm. because that's what you, you've got a 30-man squad. So Robbie Deans uh, has seen the majority of the players, but also whether they take a Drew Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So Drew Mitchell coming back just started sort of running again, and and Robbie Deans has said he's not going to take anyone that's injured. Well, what I was going to say then, you, you tack on the end of that, you you put uh, Tatafa Plotinow, who's had yeah. a, um, a an ankle injury, uh, Quickly Palu, who's yep. got the knee injury, and I mean these guys, if they get going, they're devastating. But yeah. if you if you take them to get fit, you can be really caught out because uh, you know they've got some big games coming. Have through. we been caught out before? A 95 got caught out, yeah. I, I was rooming with a bloke called uh, T. Horan who, uh, <laughs> who had won the half legs. I had one. <laughs> one knee, that was enough. One knee. Did you know you were no good? Oh, no good. Look at you guys. Well, for our listeners, I didn't know. So I had a knee injury that yeah. uh, took me 15 months to come back from. Yeah. So I did every ligament in my knee, came back, and I'd played four, Usually or, five, take six. four yeah. or five club games to uh, to play, and then I got selected to go away. But it was really just a, another process of me getting back to playing rugby again. So, yeah, I, wasn't, I was probably 85% fit, but, um, you know, I think that 
this this Wallaby team needs 30 players fit and ready to go because it's a great opportunity for this young side to bring back the William Bevelis Trophy back to Australia. Mm. Yeah, all right. And, of course, you get the chance to send them off the Wallabies farewell event. John Eels medal, like we told you before, just reminding you to win an amazing prize to get along. All you've got to do is in 25 or, uh, words or less, go to the win page, of course, on the website. 25 words or less, tell us who you think will win the World Cup and why. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 live and in HD only on Fox Sports on Foxtel. That is it for us and The Ruck this week. Enjoy your rugby. Get out and uh, go to a game. Why wouldn't you? See you next week. Bye, boys. See you guys.